0: again to friday morning praise and thank you so much for tuning in every week we are learning something new about christ last week uh, does anybody remember what we have learned A- anyone amen hallelujah yes we learned from the book of isaiah that how emmanuel is with us god is with us amen today we are going to learn four other names of the messiah the newborn king The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now the prophet Isaiah gives us these four names for the coming Messiah. And each name has has given the plan of God for his people. You know, that is why the character of Jesus is talking about the character of Jesus, that he is a wonderful counselor, that he is a mighty God, the everlasting father and the prince of peace. Now, we need to understand and always every week when we join in and come in, we need to go deeper and deeper with the word of God. We just not, we should not be satisfied what we learned last week. We need to be expectant in our spirit, in our heart to grow more deeper and to uh, dive deeper with the word of God. And uh, my main motto and the vision is that I don't want to teach about the milk. You know, the Bible talks about two things, the milk and the the solid food. Milk is given to who? To the To the Christians who are just baby Christians. Solid food is given to who? To the matured people. So I believe that you know we are all matured Christians now. We are already aging, isn't it? We are not. Uh, if, if you see in the physical realm, we are not children. We are all in the adulthood. So we are, and when in the physical world that you know we are growing spiritually, also we need to grow. We need to eat the solid food. We need to rise up. We need to climb that ladder every single day, every week on week, because we just can't be just an ordinary Christian and living a religious life. Now, if you notice, milk is found everywhere, isn't it? If you just step down from your house, you find different kind of stores or the general stores where it's easily available. Milk is available everywhere. When you step out in the mornings, you know, it's available. But for you to get the solid food You know, if you want to eat good food, what do you do? You drive by or you take uh, some few kilometers, few miles away, walk or drive through your vehicle and then you will reach a particular restaurant or your favorite restaurant and eat your solid food. In the same way, Christians, when we call ourselves Christians, we need to walk further. We need to drive further. We need to take that extra mile to eat the solid food. And sometimes... We might not understand, but that's okay. We should not give up because the Bible says in the book of James chapter 4 that we need to draw closer to God. How close are we drawing each day unto Jesus? You know, we just can't be satisfied. Okay, I only know about Jehovah Jireh, Elroy and Elkanah. What next? Because the Bible is full of wisdom church. The Bible is full of deep pearls, deep mysteries. So, okay, in the month of November, we learned about the different names of God in the Old Testament, right? We learned about Jehovah Jireh, El Roy, Elkanah, Shammah, you know, and we need to keep declaring those names in our prayer time, you know, pertaining to our situations. So God will act on that because His name says it, El Roy, that means He sees us. He knows our pain. He knows the, the suffering what we go through. So when he's seen Hagar, he sees you also. You are not different than Hagar. We are not different than Sarah. We are not different than Elizabeth. We are not different than Anna. We are not different than Ruth and Naomi. We all go through the same stuff what these women in the Bible have gone through, these men who have gone through in the Bible. And God has visited them to the angel of the Lord and given their name. He said, I am El Roy, I am Jehovah Jireh, I am the Messiah. So we need to come more closer and closer to God. Now the whole world is celebrating Christmas, isn't it? We are are doing all kinds of decorations, we are shopping, we are doing all kinds of charity things. Now in the midst of all this, Many people, many Christians do not have time for Jesus only. It's just like uh, the birthday boy is standing right in front of you, but you don't take notice of him. What we do when we go to a birthday party, the birthday boy is there, you know, he's waiting for everyone's wish and some kind of love and affection. But what we do, we just cut the cake and everybody is busy eating the cake and eating the chips, chatting with the relatives. Half of the crowd is with their own phone uh, on their mobile phones. Uh, and then people are clicking their own pictures but the reason and the purpose what we have come to celebrate the birthday we forget about the main person we forget about the birthday boy or the birthday child what we do is we are so engrossed in all the other stuff and I'm sure sometimes the birthday boy must be thinking okay you know it's my birthday and people are just busy elders are busy and adults are busy teens are busy so you know he's busy and he doesn't know what to do it's just like us is jesus is in front of us we are doing everything around him but we choose to ignore him that's that's how christianity is today now we 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 say okay we, we are shopping we are doing we go for clothing shops we do all kind of stuff but ultimately In this festive season, we forget to spend time with Jesus. We forget to have that intimate relationship with Jesus. We forget who Jesus is. All we are is we are occupied in all the traditions and the customs and the celebration and we forget Jesus. People hardly read Bible also during Christmas season, if you ask me. They don't even read the Bible because they don't have time. They're so busy wanting to uh, enjoy the D-Day, the the 25th of uh, December. So they're doing all kind of stuff. People are traveling. People go to places. You know, they cook all delicious food. They make all kind of um, sweets and everything. But this season, leaving everything else and spending quality time with Jesus is more important, my friend you know we did all these things years ago so many years we've been doing the same thing isn't it we are shopping we are buying stuff we are we are going out we are enjoying we are dancing we are jumping we are doing everything we are doing everything and now on the name of christmas people have uh, do different kind of business activities also they they do business activities, you know, bringing in business and all these things. But what is the purpose of Jesus coming onto the earth? What is the essence of His He being and uh, coming and in incarnate and coming in flesh? What is the very purpose? When the I the prophet Isaiah foretold about the coming Messiah, what was the reason God came? What was the reason that Jesus came? He just He just didn't come for the nation of israel but jesus came also for you and me so how much are we acknowledging the fact of the messiah in our lives how much are we saying lord This season, it's all about you. It's not about me. It's not about decorating the home. It's not about anything else. Of course, that's all good. Okay, you keep your house clean. That's all fine. But you don't spend much time in doing all the outward stuff and not having the inward relationship with Jesus. And that is why every family or many churches are losing the very essence of who the Messiah is why unto us a child is born now the upcoming generations for them the christmas is all about new clothes decorating exchanging gifts meeting families going out with families uh, having uh, gala dinners how would the younger generation how would the upcoming generation would know all these things if we ourselves do not indulge in the word of god if we do not if we do not spend our time with the word of god in the word of god how would we know who the Messiah is? Why did the Messiah come? What is the very purpose of he coming onto this earth? When prophet Isaiah prophesied after so many years, almost 700 years later, Jesus was born in a town of Bethlehem in the city of David. We read in the gospel of Luke, we read in the gospel of Matthew. But how many of us know? Now we only know the lineage of Jesus from the lineage of David. But what does the Bible say in the book of Isaiah chapter 11? That he is the root and the offspring of Jesse. It talks about David's father. And if you see the lineage in the gospel of Matthew, we see that how God is coming even from the Gentiles woman. Not that he only choose the 12 tribes of Israel, but he also in the pathway of his lineage in genealogy, he also added few Gentiles women like Tamir, like Rahab, like Ruth, a Moabite woman. How many of us know this truth? How God loves the Gentiles, how God loves the Israelites. That's why Saint Paul focuses that Jesus came for everyone who believes in his name. And what we are doing this Christmas season and all this Christmas season, we are just celebrating Christmas, but we are forgetting that. We are celebrating Jesus. So we don't celebrate Jesus. We are celebrating ourselves. Because we are so used to satisfy ourselves. We are so used to satisfy our fleshly desires. So we are engrossed in satisfying our flesh right now. This Christmas season, everybody is satisfying their flesh. Not their spirit. That's what we are doing, right? We are buying new clothes. We spend thousands of rupees and doing online shopping, going to physical shopping and doing all kind of stuff. But we are not spending time with Jesus. What a tragedy it is. We do not know who the Messiah is. We do not know the purpose and the goal of Jesus. We do not know who the Holy Spirit is. We do not know to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. And that is why we need to understand that spending time with the word of God is very important this season. You know, we have to spend more time that Jesus came for us. He took in in a form of a flesh for you and me. And then from, from birth, His life did not stop at the birth just being an infant baby. But his life was growing into adulthood Then he went on to the cross. He died on the cross. He resurrected. And now he's coming for the second time. The second coming of Jesus. How prepared are we for the second coming of Jesus? Now Isaiah is telling that unto us a child is born. A son is given. The government shall be upon him. What kind of government is upon God, upon this little baby who's born in a manger, wrapped up in the swaddling clothes? What is this government which is upon Jesus, the Messiah? And then it says his name. Look at the prophet Isaiah saying that this child's name should be called as a wonderful counselor. So we are learning that Jesus is our counselor. The name carries a significance. Now, if you read in the Bible, what is the name of the Eve? Mother of all the living. God changes the name of Abraham to Abraham, the father of nations. The name carries very significant. There's a lot of meaning and depth. If you read in the Bible, every name in the Bible has a meaning towards us. God called them because there's a meaning behind that name. When you call for the name, there's a purpose which is called out. But today's generation many people name their children you know basing on the celebrities and who they like but there's no meaning and you're calling and and we have some kind of sometimes foolish names rubbish names we just keep our children and we are just calling them and that is what gets activated you know their ignorance in the wisdom and that's what when we are calling those names they are not prospering because you're calling all the time you know there's one i'm just giving you an example there's one name which is called Pity, Pity. See, you see the name? Pity. and people are calling his name Pity, pity, pity. How his life will be, everyone will be having pity. you know, there are so many names, but here the prophet Isaiah says, his name should call wonderful counsellor. His name is the mighty God, His name is the everlasting Father, the prince of peace. That's what the Bible is saying. What does it mean, wonderful counselor? Jesus is our counselor. In those days, in the the Old Testament, the kings used to counsel the people. Solomon was great in wisdom. You know, he had the great wisdom. But when it came to his own life, he could not apply his own wisdom in his life. That's why he ended up having thousand wives. That's why he ended up having thousand wives, concubines and 700 concubines and 300 wives. He could not have the wisdom for his own life. And that's why if you read in the book of Ecclesiastics, he says that everything is vanity. End of the day, he says everything is vanity. So without God, he says everything is useless and waste. The richest man on the earth says that no riches... No money, no property, no wealth, no family, nothing. Everything is waste in the presence of God, because everything one time will perish. And what does this counselor does? According to the Bible, a counselor is the one who leads us, who guides us, who shows us the right path. That is why today in the physical world we have psychiatrists, right? People who are going some mental kind of illness, they go to our counselors, they go to advise, they go to Psychiatrist, Lord, what do, what do they do? We see a we lot in the movies. They make that person sit and they keep writing all their stuff and then they'll have so many sessions and all kind of stuff. But the counsel, what God gives us, will change our life. It will transform our life. That is why the Bible says Jesus is a wonderful counselor. So what is the Bible is teaching us? That we need to come to the Father. We need to come to Jesus. That's what David did. He came into the presence of God. He took the counsel of God. And he said, blessed are those who walk. You read in the book of Psalms. Turn your Bible to the book of Psalms, chapter 1, verse 1. You see how the Bible beautifully puts it across. Blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And what does he do? He meditates day and night the word of God. When you come into the presence of God, when you take the counsel of God, how your life will be? The answer is verse 3 from Psalms 1. He shall be like a tree planted where? By the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in his season. That means in every season you will be flourishing what happens in the outward world it's not going to affect you Whether there's war there's famine there's pestilence there is recession whatever is happening in the outward in the external world will not affect you why because you are meditating on the word of god day and night when you meditate on the word of god when you give reverence unto god when you come to the wonderful counselor and take the counsel of Jesus then your life will be flourishing like a tree planted by the rivers of the living water so today we learn that Jesus is our counselor he is a good counselor because god tells us that you need to come to this living waters which is jesus because he is wonderful he is wisdom and he is having knowledge jesus himself is the wisdom he is the messiah That's why we read in the book of Colossians chapter 2 verse 3, we are told that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Where do you get wisdom? You don't get wisdom with some psychiatrist or you don't get near some people on this earth. You get wisdom from Jesus. You get the wisdom and knowledge from God. He is the wisdom. He is the knowledge so today if you want to increase in wisdom and knowledge where do you go you come and read the word you come and sit in the presence of god that's where the bible says in the book of isaiah chapter 11 if you read isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 the bible says the spirit of the lord shall rest upon him above that what it says they shall come forth a rod From the stem of Jesse, which is David's father, and a branch shall grow. And how this branch will be? That is, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. All these qualities Jesus possesses. So when you come to Jesus, when you cling unto Jesus, you draw from Jesus. You draw all these blessings. You draw all this wisdom from God. You draw all this knowledge from God. That's why the Bible says in the Gospel of Matthew chapter six, verse thirty three "Seek first the kingdom of God, and all righteousness, all things, will be added unto us, and we need to worship the Lord with all our heart, with our soul, mind, and strength. Are we worshipping God with our, all our soul, or are we having soulish realm? Are we worshipping God with all our mind, or is our mind occupied with worldly things? Are we worshipping God with our strength, loving our neighbor? That is what Bible is saying. Jesus is a wonderful counselor. So today you can call out the name of Jesus. Lord, you are the wonderful counselor. Counsel me in my life, Lord. Help me to draw closer to you. Help me to meditate your word day and night. And then we see another word that Jesus is called the mighty God. The the El Shaddai, the Jehovah, the Emmanuel. God is with us. That is why we read that Jesus came in the flesh. He is 100% man. He is 100% God. He is no difference. He is the father. That's what the Bible says. And he is not some kind of a force, but he is the mighty God. He is the mighty God. And then we read in the book of John chapter 1. If you turn your Bible to gospel of John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. That is what the Bible is saying. And then we read in the verse 14. And the word was made flesh dwelt amongst us full of grace and we beheld his glory and the glory as only begotten of the father full of grace and truth our god has come in the form of a flesh he is the el shaddai he is the mighty god so today when you need the mighty god when you need the strength of god when you need strength in your life call upon to jesus saying lord you are the mighty god you became flesh you came onto this earth 2000 years ago to protect us from our enemies to to fight our battles let your hand be upon us and then jesus says that he the prophet isaiah says that jesus is the everlasting father that means there is no end he is the beginning and the end he is the alpha the omega he is the aleph and the tau the bible says and there is no other god besides him he is our everlasting father we will meet him in the other side of the world if we believe in jesus and he is gonna be with us And that's why we read, turn your Bibles, the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 16. The Bible says, For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether be thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. So today, let us recognize Jesus, not only just who is the lamp of God was slain for our sins, but also He is the everlasting Father. For eternity, He will be our Father. Heaven on this earth, and He will be our Father on this earth. He'll be our Father in heaven. Let us recognize the power of God, the power of the Father, that everything is created for Him. We are created for Him. Our families are created for Him. Our future is created for Him. Everything, every visible, invisible thing, every dominion throne, every power, every principality, all things are created for Him. That's what the Bible says. And all things are before Him. What we do, we are keeping all the other things of this earth, but we are not keeping Jesus in front of our life. That is what the Bible says. Everything is created for Him. When you believe and when you worship the Creator... Not the created things. Worship the creator. That's when you will see the mighty blessing of God. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says that he is our prince of peace many times we lose our peace in our life when we see adversaries when we see our wilderness when we go through stuff in our life we are frustrated now you see the people are frustrated for no reason people are angry they're offended you know we say something people get offended they don't join in in the meetings they don't come people get offended all kind of stuff because there's no peace of Jesus in their life because if you are in the world you will lose your peace my friend because the world will frustrate you. People will frustrate you. Relationships becomes a, a headache in our life and all kind of stuff we go through, right? Many a times we are facing challenges because of people. But when we come to Jesus, the Prince of Peace, he will give us all peace which surpasses all understanding. That's why the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, peace with God because sin is done away with peace with men because Christ brings all peace in this world so today let us remember the messiah the child who's born to us is not just a child who was born in a manger in a lowly state but he is our mighty god he is our wonderful counselor he is our everlasting father he is our prince of peace he is Emmanuel God is with us so today let us recognize the power of the name of the father the character of Jesus and let us call for this name every time in our prayer Calling for not not only the Old Testament names, but also the Messiah names. That the future names of Jesus, he'll be ruling the earth, the kingdoms for eternity. So let us this season come more closer to God. Spend more time in the word of God. Read our scriptures. And that is why I was encouraging to read the gospel of Luke. How many of you are reading the gospel of Luke every day? At least one chapter. Okay, I see one hand's up. Hallelujah what about the others hallelujah amen amen hallelujah praise god i would encourage everyone church to pray and read your bible leave all the other stuff that's not important you don't don't have time to make cookies it's okay don't make cookies but read the word of god it's okay you can buy cookies and sweets from outside spend time reading the bible this season, make it a commitment, make it a a decision, you know, be committed. Lord, I'm going to spend time with you. Read the gospel of Luke. You know, I've never, I've never told you all these uh, for for the past one year, right? I'm just telling you in the last month of the season, because it's very important that we read the scriptures. And I'm encouraging you every single day by sending you the Advent reflections. How many of you are going through that Advent reflections? Taking time and reading that advent reflections hallelujah hallelujah I do, I do, I do, amen praise God praise God very important I'm I'm sharing about the, the birth of Jesus and the advent reflections and I want you all to meditate that verse you know what it is and reflect on that what does it mean reflection how did Mary feel when she was been traveling from place to place city to st- city you know they didn't have cars that time Right? They were riding on a donkey from one place to another place. No proper food. There were no restaurants at that time. You know, imagine how Joseph and Mary obeyed the voice of the father. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto them. And they get, they hold on to the promise of God. And how we need to reflect on these things when we meditate the scriptures. You need to stop and ponder. What it was like then when Mary said, Be run to me according to your word. What it was like for Elizabeth and Zechariah to receive the promise of John the Baptist preparing the forerunner for the Messiah. How it was. We need to ponder on all these things this Christmas season. Don't waste your time in all the other things. We wasted enough time, isn't it? We wasted enough time in all the other rituals and traditions and all kinds of stuff. Let us this season leave all that aside. Come closer to God. Let us spend that quality time with the Messiah. Spend time preparing for an eternity. Helping and asking God to prepare a way for us and help us to be ready for the second coming of Jesus. And not only we, we need to prepare our family members, our loved ones, our neighbors. The good news to be shared. How many of us are sharing the good news of Jesus' birth with our neighbors, with our colleagues, with our Gentile friends? That's the gospel all about. God said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every nation, to every earth. Are we spreading about Jesus? But we are so engrossed in decorating our houses, decorating ourselves, and doing all kinds of stuff, and we are not spreading the love of Jesus. If if you go to a Gentile person, if you go to a non-Christian person, if you ask them uh, who is Jesus, some, many people say we do not know. Probably is a Christian God. That is when the gospel we need to share the good news of Jesus. The very season of Christmas is to share about Jesus. It is to talk about Jesus, to talk about how this Messiah came onto this earth to redeem people from the sins, from the from the sins of this earth how sin has separated us from god and how jesus fills in that gap and brings us redemption and justification and sanctification through his precious blood his blood what is worthy to be praised about so let us this season be mindful church let us be serious with the word of god read your gospel of luke ask the lord lord i want to spend time skip your meal probably or you do not have time skip your tea time skip your meal that time go and pray wherever you are whichever location we are serving the spirit of god we are not serving any um, any particular place god is everywhere He's omnipresent is even when you're traveling you, you you can praise god you can pray you have mobile phones make use of the mobile phone if you're not carrying your bible make use of the bible apps technologies increase let us make use of technology You just don't have to read from the book, okay? If you're traveling, you do not have time when you're traveling to school, when you're traveling to work, you know, whatever, wherever you are, you know, if you have the willingness to learn, if you have the willingness to spend time in the word of God, God will make a way for you because the Bible says that Jesus is the way. So we cannot say that, you know, I do not have time. No, we have time. 24 hours God has given us and we are accountable for the time where we spend our time. The time spent on this earth will tell us where we are going to spend our eternity, either with Jesus or with the opposite to Jesus, the devil. So the time spent today, what you're spending time, it's not going to be wasted, but all that has been carried forward for the journey of eternity. So don't you think less importance in reading your Bible and spending time with God? That is the first priority we need to do when you wake up. That's the first thing we need to do is give reverence unto God. Just give, glorify His name, spend time cut short your break time cut short your tea time cut cut short your breakfast time sacrifice that time or even before you eat just go read your bible and come and eat your food you know make that kind of effort make that kind of commitment we everyone stops to eat right because we are so busy bodies everyone stops to eat right either it's lunch or a breakfast or a dinner we all stop to eat right we are not working while we are eating Definitely, we take a break, whether we are in a school, we are in an office, wherever we are, whether we are a housewife, we are outside working, inside working. We all take a break when you eat, right? Because we are so engrossed with all our family stuff. During that time, just before you grab your meal, go and read your Bible for 15 minutes and go and make your break time 5 minutes or 10 minutes. You know, there is a way with Jesus. All we need is to desire and to spend time with the Holy Spirit. That is what we need to do this season. Stop by, stop by whatever you're doing and spend time reading your scriptures. Read the gospel of Luke, one chapter a day. And not just reading for heck of reading, every line by line, word by word if if i if i want i can teach every word from the from the bible from the luke gospel every word the significance the meaning the mystery but we do not have time right we are just meeting once a week we do not have much time but i want you to pray unto god and when time comes and i will share all the best possibility the revelations behind the mystery that is why reading the word is important and how many of you are actually preparing for the bible quiz because Next week, uh, we will be having the Bible quiz. How many of you are uh, meditating on the uh, reflection? Your questions will come from the Advent reflection. So meditate on the Advent uh, reflection and the questions will be coming from there itself. The reason uh, I'm giving this Bible quiz is that you spend time reading the Word of God. That's the motive behind it. That you spend time sitting and reflecting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, that is what you need to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus Father Lord we thank you Father for this wonderful time that you have given to each one of us Lord as you truly your word says Father that you are the wonderful counselor you are the mighty god you are the everlasting father you are our prince of peace Father we pray Jesus that you For you, all things were created, Master. Every dominion, every principality, every power is created for you, Jesus. And Lord, we pray that this season help us and counsel us, Father. Counsel us so that we could walk in your ways, that we could meditate on your word day and night, Lord Jesus. And be our mighty God in times of tribulations, in times of attacks. Be our mighty weapon, Lord Jesus. And Father, that you are our everlasting Father. We adore you, Father we worship you father we glorify your precious name and lord you are the prince of peace in our life O oh god lord in the world there is chaos and suffering and anxiety and depression and frustration but in you jesus you are peace and we pray that this morning this season this month that you would bring in your peace into our lives O oh god peace which takes away all kind of anxiety and worry and stress O oh lord Lord, we pray that your peace will rest upon us and help us this season to eat the solid food, Master. Not just be drinking like babe's milk, but to grow in maturity, Father. Coming more closer to you day by day, Jesus. And help us to be faithful Christians faithful and committed Christians are God, to spend time and to give reverence unto you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this season. We thank you that you came onto this earth to save us, to redeem us from our sin, Father. We bless you, Father. We bless you, Abba, Father, for your love, for sending forth your Jesus on the cross. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us and comforting us in our difficult times. We give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. 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 So thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we will meet next week. and next.